You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios on a Friday afternoon for hour number two with the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. We cover down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right. Well, hey, listen, we're going to go to the phones. We've been on number one of the Triple Dipper talking about the regular special session. The regular special session. So next week, the legislature goes in. For the regular session of 2023, the governor will deliver her state of the state address, I believe, on Tuesday evening. Uh, And then it's also widely believed the governor will call the legislature into a special session where they will set aside all other business. Technically, they'll adjourn their existing regular session and stay down there, but do business that is select to what the governor has asked him to do, which in this case is going to be spending over a billion, billion dollars in COVID release monies that still sit in the bank from the federal government. Um, anyway, to talk about this in more detail, uh, our friend Stephanie Smith. Stephanie is now the president of the Alabama Policy Institute with a long history of working in both governmental and uh, corporate uh, governmental affairs uh, here in the state of Alabama. So without further ado, Stephanie Smith, how are you today? I'm doing really well, Phil. We had some really weird weather, but now it's sunny, and I'm sitting here watching my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> all your named chickens that, uh, yeah. It's, they it's, all have names, but I'm telling you, I cannot tell them apart. I can tell all my children apart, but I cannot tell all the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the chickens get fed, they don't care if they're called the right name, though. That's what this. They, yeah, they don't at all. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the price of eggs is better at your house than it is at my house, I'm sure. Um, Absolutely. Hey, uh, so yeah, next week is the uh, is the big doings for Montgomery uh, in the bubble. People, um, legislature goes in, governor delivers a speech, then we believe there's going to be a special session. But I was telling mm-hmm. the audience in my show here a minute ago, Stephanie, that this feels like the most you know rudderless session that I remember. I mean, I don't even know what the agenda is. No one's talking about anything. Are you hearing much? Yeah, this is one of those, for, for people who follow Alabama politics, this is like a double whammy or a double doozy or something because so they, they're supposed to go into regular, what you just said, which is they're supposed to go into regular session. And new, normally there are agendas and, and you know information about what the governor is going to say in the state of the state. It's some advanced information um, because people, you know, the, the legislative caucuses or even individual legislators, uh, the lieutenant governor, the governor will put out an agenda or a platform or some list of things they'd like to accomplish. I've seen very little of that. Yeah. Um, And now we're being told, you know, just a few days ago being told um, or a week or so ago being told that they're going to do a special within the regular, which is kind of becoming more normal. That was not normal for many years historically. Um, you know, as far as the Alabama legislature went, now it's kind of become the new normal to do this special session, to hurry up and, you know, really focus on something that's the governor's priority uh, to make sure it doesn't get mixed up in all of the, you know, negotiations and the back and forth of a regular session. It does help save money. 
in that they, she, she's not calling them down for a special session yeah. at some random time. Also, the legislators like it better <laughs> because they're already planning to be there. Um, but it is one of those things, you know, only the governor can create what's in the call. Basically, only the things in the call can be considered. You have to have, you know, really high levels of participation to throw another bill in there. And I've not heard any of that. No, I but the interesting either. thing about this special to me is that you, normally you don't call a special session. I mean, as somebody who has worked for a governor, you do not call a special session unless you know what your vote count is. Because the last thing you want done as a governor or a governor staff is to call a special session, call attention to, hey, these are the things that I think are the most important things in the world. And then the legislature's like, no. So, <laughs> which, um, which, by the way, that happened to her uh, last year yeah. during the special. We got that uh, vaccine uh, mandate bill passed that was not even right. in her call, uh, and so and right. she and which she had been trying to avoid it. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So that that was an exception to the rule. Normally, it's whatever the governor says is what you know, whatever is in the call, and then it's very difficult to get something else passed. Uh, it's not impossible. I mean, it is possible. Um, but I imagine if she's planning to do this, she's already got her votes counted for this for this ARPA um, spending. And the most interesting thing about this ARPA spending to me, well, a couple of things. One is that they already have a boatload of money sitting in the bank that they haven't spent from the last round of the ARPA. Right. Money. Now, that's partially their fault, partially not, because the feds didn't give good guidance and they didn't want to spend it and then have to return it. Lots of, you know, back and forth, round and round. But that's what happens when you take money with tentacles, right? So you, you take money from the feds and they get to tell you what to do with it uh, and how to use it and, you know, all the parameters around that. But now we have another billion dollars on top of the billion dollars already sitting down there um, that they need to disperse. And there's a time frame on it. So they don't want to have it get messed up with the regular session. So they're just going to go ahead and do it. Well, so let me let me let me jump in there. Um because a uh, let me just go ahead and say a confidential source has provided me mm-hmm. a draft of what may be included in the governor's request for expenditure on that billion dollars. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you've seen it, um, but uh, it's it's a it's it's basically there's nothing in there for tax reform, tax rebates, nothing nothing giving back to the to the people of the state. And I see a lot of funding of government, and I see a lot of funding of things like you know the hospital association needing money for their their memberships. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've seen it, and it's unsurprising in that it's more of the same. I mean, it's wastewater, it's uh, broadband expansion, and it's money for hospitals and um, nursing homes and health insurance boards and propping up government, propping up state government, propping up hospitals, et cetera. And, you know, and some of that, I think, is is somewhat valid, except here's the thing. The reason they said they spent the money the first time on these things, instead of giving tax relief or giving the money back to the people or helping small businesses, was that they said they were confused or it was unclear (laughs) about what the money could actually be dispersed for. Now that is clear. And many other states have used this money to give direct relief to first responders, to healthcare workers, and to citizens. But there's no, it seems like there's no appetite from the governor's office to do that because the information that I, the list that I have seen 
has nothing for small businesses whatsoever and nothing for average Alabama cities. There is one uh, place in that uh, list that apparently you and I have both seen that does seem to allow for um, what I would just call government or governor's controlled grants. Like they, they may be mm-hmm. able to apply for grants if they qualify for a certain, but it's still going to be controlled to the governor's office, which is like the purse strings are still being held tightly and you're going to love me because you're going to have my name on the check. Right. Yeah. So basically it looks to me like the list that I saw was you know, certain things and all almost the entire list said up to blah, 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 up to blah, blah, blah. And then so that means, um, you don't have to, like, for instance, if it says, uh, you know, $5 million, you know, for this or that, um, it's up to that. Well, that means they could spend $500 on that. And then the rest, where's the rest of it go? The rest of it would, would be to that, would be to that pot of money um, that Bill Poole and, and KIV control with that grant program. Um, I would like to see some more transparency on what the intentions are for some of this money. But the overall thing that frustrating for me um, is that it doesn't seem to acknowledge that anything has changed or anything is different from the last time we talked about this. No, that, it doesn't. That there's, a, there's no understanding that run-of-the-mill citizens of the state um, had any sort of damage or any sort of negative problem, you know, problems from the lockdowns. Um, it's all very dare I say, lobbyist-based and special interest-based, and it's clear, looking at that list, who has effective lobbyists, and the people of Alabama are left out. Yeah, and I would say the Hospital Association and the Business Council is is, is making out like a bandit right now. Um, but um, Right, well, it's just a huge pot of money. I mean, that that's an unprecedented amount of money coming into the state. Um, even though we, you know, we are one of the states that takes a lot of federal money. This is between the CARES Act, ARPA one and ARPA two, is an unprecedented amount of money flowing from DC to Alabama. And in that situation, you know, there there's just no appetite or any even an acknowledgement that this money should go to the citizens of Alabama. Well, and I saw just last night, and, and we had about a minute left, but just last night I saw that the governor of Montana is calling for a billion dollars in tax relief for his citizens. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but school choice and some other things. I've seen that that virtually every other state surrounding Alabama has provided some measure of tax relief, whether it be a, a rebate at the very least, but if, if not that, then a, uh, a repeal or at least a stay on tax collections for certain things like gas taxes and that kind of stuff. Alabama has had zero of that, and yet we are sitting in a budget surplus. And I know some of it's one-time money. I get it. But I don't think the state's going to fall into disrepair because they gave something back to the people who have borne the brunt of this economic recession. Because government, no government employee missed a paycheck. But but private citizens have been suffering for the last three years, and the money was sent here, and it's being used to prop up more of the guaranteed paychecks. Right. And ironically, you know, because of the legislation that you mentioned earlier, the state state employees and, and teachers who work in the state system were all protected against these vaccine mandates. Private individuals were not protected under those vaccine mandates, nor were VA employees. So, you know, federal employees and private employees who bore the brunt of those of those lockdowns and the mandates many of and the military many of whom lost their jobs yeah 
and now are dealing with all the hyperinflationary period that we're all dealing with, uh, there's just no head, you know, there's no hat tip. There's no acknowledgement that really the people of Alabama took it on the chin. Uh, and really, it's just frustrating to watch state government continue to protect state government over its own citizens. Well, in my opinion, we're better than this. And 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 even even Kay Ivey, who I've been so frustrated with in the last couple of years, I know her personally. She's better than this. And that's that's what that's what gets me is I, I, I used to watch her give speeches and talk. And she was a good retail politician. And it's like she oh, is yeah. just I don't, I don't know who's pulling the strings right now, but she is not the same person she used to be. And, and she needs to get back to being that person. Yeah. And the frustration for me is is probably similar, but also more broad in, in what you led with, which is if these are our leaders, where's the leadership? Um, yeah. You know, API put out a conservative platform in September. We stand by it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a list of things. It's almost like a to-do list uh, if you're going to be a conservative uh, in Alabama. Some of those things are being considered like occupational licensing changes, school choice, some, some things on abortion and adoption, and, and some things you know have been considered that were on our list on taxes. But it, it's not clear to me that there's a um, – you know, a conservative, there's no hand, like you said, there's, you know, there's no handshake, there's no contract, there's, there's no plan. And when you go into a legislative session without a plan, or maybe they have a plan and they're just not letting people know. Yeah. Um, but if they do, that's also not really representative um, to the people that they represent, um, because there needs to be a back and forth on, you know, what type of things the people who just voted for them for the last, for, you know, for the next quadrennium, they just voted for them to come back in. And now they're not. They've, so they've had this host of things that they've all run on. Where's the plan? Where, well, where's the plan to fulfill those those obligations that they made during the well, during uh, the um, process? Well, Stephanie, I, I ran long. I, I'm up against that break. I got to take it. So uh, tell everybody where they can find out more about the Policy Institute if they want to. You can find that conservative platform and anything about the Alabama Policy Institute at alabamapolicy.org. All right. Stephanie Smith, president of the Alabama Policy Institute. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Phil. All right. See you. All right, Boomer. Take that break, man. We'll come right back and probably have a minute. Because <laughs> I, I ran long with Stephanie on purpose. That was too good to just shut it off. But, yeah, folks, I do have um, a confidential source that has, promoted, has provided me with a, a copy of what the governor's office is proposing for this, um, this big spend. And ain't nothing that coming to your pockets. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and bad to the bone. That's that's, that's like what that we one. are. I like that one. I mean, God, how do you not like that one? <laughs> how, many, how many times in the world when I was a youth pastor back in the day did I use that as a lead-in <laughs> to some skit, you know? <laughs> that's just funny. Um, all right, bad to the bone. Got a little George Thorogood coming in there. Thank you. 
Thank you, Bummer. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you picked music from my generation. I mean, I could be. I'm glad you're not sitting over there picking out some, you know, boy band or something that's, you know, like <laughs> playing some Beyonce or something for me. Yeah, I would just be beside myself. Um, hey, listen, I'm gonna wrap this up and just tell you that that. So my discussion. I hope you gathered from my discussion there with um, Stephanie Smith that next week begins the process of spending a billion dollars. A billion. Extra dollars. These are dollars on top of our usual dollars, all right? These are one-time monies. And in government, one-time monies can be dangerous because you don't want to build some kind of, you know, opportunity that can't be sustained. So you have to spend it on things that are either replenishments or they're one-time opportunities. All that to say, next week begins the process. And and I've, I've got a copy of, of what I believe is the governor's proposal for how this should be spent. It's a draft and daggum. And I'm looking at it going, well, okay, let's upfund the state employees insurance board, $40 million. Oh, good. How about this one? Let's make sure that we upfund the public education health insurance board. Oh, good. That's great. Another $40 million. How about 25 million to support mental health programs and services? No, that's the department of mental health. Okay. How about this one? $20 million to assist with voluntary clinical trials and healthcare research programs to allow greater access to personalized medicine for the citizens of Alabama. What does that mean? They're going to fund something at UAB, government. How about putting money into, oh, here's an idea, water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure. I understand why that's important. That's quality of life stuff. It's also government. Um, $260 million to support that broadband network. Okay, is that important? Well, yeah, it is. But you know what? It's also government. All right, so wh what I'm saying here is that with everything that the public has borne over the last three years, you, you, saw, you saw billions of dollars in federal relief money coming into the state. Our state, our Attorney General Steve Marshall, went to bat and won a case before the Supreme Court to prove that we are allowed to use these funds for tax relief should we choose to do so. Multiple other states have chosen to do so, which means some kind of relief for the average Joe and Jane, right? So far, that is not the plan in Alabama. I'm just telling you, man, members of the legislature, if you're listening right now, you go into session next week, your people are watching to see whether they're going to be on the list of who gets taken care of. And if all you're going to do is continue to upfund government, well, then by God, we can, just let, we can have a single branch of government. Just call her a queen and be done. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're changing gears. We get back. China. China is here. We'll talk about it. Y'all stay tuned.